eBay Motors es tu socio seguro. Con trabajo, piezas nuevas y mucha pasión, transformaste una carrocería oxidada con 100,000 millas en un vehículo totalmente singular. Juegos de frenos, faros, lo que necesites, eBay Motors lo tiene. Con Guaranteed Fit de eBay, te aseguras que la pieza le quede a tu carro a la primera o se te devuelve tu dinero. Y a estos precios, ¿qué más llantas sino dinero? Mantén vivo ese espíritu de Ride or Die, baby, en eBay Motors. eBayMotors.com Solo para artículos elegibles. Se aplican en Ford creemos que ya sea que estés bajo el foco de atención o bajo tu propio techo, que tengas 90 minutos o 9 horas, que estés empezando cambios o un largo viaje, fortaleza es hacer todo, como si el mundo entero te estuviera mirando. Presentamos la nueva Ford F-150 2024. Fuerza así de inteligente, solo puede ser F-150. Construida con orgullo Ford. Fuerza Ford. Aloha mamá, sorry por responder hasta ahora Estuve toda la tarde con mi unidad arreglando un helicóptero Black Hawk Hawái es increíble, luego te cuento más Te quiero Be all you can be, visitando goarmy.com diagonal español Welcome to a new episode of How to Slay, and this is very special. So glad you could join us today because we have Nicole Coakley Dunlap with us. And Nicole is a vice president at Bloomingdale's, and she works with human resources, with diversity initiatives, and she's really a key part of the executive team. And so one of the insights that we and themes that we're going to cover today is just looking at how do you really build this kind of career that Nicole has um, without being roadkill? <laughs> like, how do you make it work? And what are some of her tips and tricks and rules and tools, as I like to call them? So, Nicole, welcome. Thank you, Constance. Let's dive right in. You have been at Bloomingdale's for, is it like almost two decades? Yes. And, you know, you've really risen to areas of great responsibility and you obviously have earned the trust of those who you work for in the C-suite and also your peers because you can't accomplish what you have accomplished without doing that. So how do you go about, if you're a person, I'm a person, in that role, working my way up, how do I go about doing that, earning trust? Earning trust is key, as you uh, just called out, and um, it's showing up every day. It's um, doing what you say you'll do. It's producing quality work. Uh, it's also making sure that you insert your voice so you're known as someone who will speak truth and speak truth to power. Yes. And there is a way to do it without compromising who you are and also doing it in a way that um, people embrace. Yes. Speaking truth to power. And I think that's so important. And it also is a difficulty, right? It's, it can be challenging because, and particularly for us women, when we think about 
what should I say? How should mm-hmm. I say it? So what are some of the ways that you found you have found to be effective because you're speaking truth to power? And I'm sure there are also people um, who are both direct and indirect reports for you who must also find their voice to tell you what you want to know because you want to hear that mm-hmm. truth from those people too. Yeah. So I think it starts with also being a good listener. So it's not always wanting to speak. It's also being willing to listen to what other people have to say. And again, once you establish the credibility, you know, people want you in the room um, because they also trust what you're going to say. And they know that you um, have the best interests of the business um, at heart. You know, you put that first because that's really important. And so you don't want to come off as, you know, being self-serving. Yes. And you certainly don't want to parrot what you hear. You know, again, having that balance between um, that authentic voice. Yes. um, Provides you with that balance. Yes. What are, besides, um, let's say, earning trust, what are two or three of the other areas that you would say are critical to moving up the corporate ladder? So for me, it's um, when I reflect on this question, I always have to bring it back to my upbringing. Yes. And it, I have to say, it took me a while to really connect those dots. And, you know, when I think about my family and you know what they instilled in me and i spent a lot of time with my great grandmother that's where i you know not tooting my horn but i'd like to say i got some sense of style and interest in fashion um she believed i definitely want to get deeper into that later (laughs) yeah and i think i got a lot of that from her but she was a woman who just believed in working really hard um respecting yourself respecting others uh always taking the time to give back and I also grew up in the church. I sang in the choir. Really? I served on the usher board. And when I think about those things, those things also gave me confidence because it gave me leadership tools at a very young age. I remember, you know, speaking in front of the church, you know, right. uh, during anniversaries and being seven, really? eight, nine years old, doing that in front of wow. a full room. That I think really That's has incredible. given me the confidence. Yes, I would think at any point in which, you know, you have not knees now or <laughs> kind of cold sweat, you can just reference that like, look, yes, big Nicole, if little Nicole could do it, you can do it too. Yes. yes. That's really powerful. And I think that's a great reference point um, and advice for all of us to think mm-hmm. back to times when we were in other situations, perhaps younger and had full support of Mm -hmm. someone who loved us to death and they you know Mm -hmm. you got these opportunities to be out there so that's fantastic okay so what else building trust and then speaking up and and referencing your past yeah I, I would say the the other thing is um for me when I'm when I'm in a meeting I Again, try to listen. I certainly also provide input, but also making sure you're looking around the room and inviting other people into the conversation Mm, and being known for that. Because there are times where you have people who dominate conversations and there's a few people who don't say anything. And if you invite them into the conversation, nine times out of 10, they knock it out of the park Yes, because they've been listening, absorbing and just being, you know, known for being an inclusive leader, um, mm-hmm. I think has has also served me well. Okay, wonderful. Now, are these areas that you learned 
on the job? Are they things that you picked up, you know, in the family setting and college setting? How did you develop these critical skills? I would say all all of the above. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, you know, so looking at school upbringing and then the workforce. So, you know, I think in school I graduated from an HBCU, and I think which you, one Howard? Oh, yes. yay for Howard! <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, you know, it definitely, inst- again, it definitely instills a sense of pride, confidence, mm-hmm. and it really gives you those tools to go out in the world. Um, I would say from the standpoint of um, the workplace, you know, it provides you with a lot of opportunities. Um, yes. I-, I will give Bloomingdale's a little plug, but, you know, we really believe in learning and development. And so we do offer a lot of internal and external opportunities. Excellent. And I always tell people, take advantage take of advantage. those. Take, take advantage. Absolutely. And so um, you will learn there. And then again, in terms of family, you know, when I think of, you know, what my family uh, Thanksgiving meals look like or right. like Christmas, you know, we are um, a lively bunch <laughs> and very competitive. Yes. And so, you know, once the meals are put away, the Scrabble board comes out, it's very competitive. Um, you know, you're not allowed to use small words, you know, it's, oh, it's, really? it's very, very competitive. And also finding my voice there has taught me because you really have to just jump on in yes. because <laughs> otherwise you won't get a word in. So that too has prepared me. Wonderful. Now, when you think about leadership, there are all kinds of leaders in all kinds of roles, but leaders are so important to driving business and showing leadership qualities is so important to moving up the ladder. Uh, Now, you moving up and as you as an executive also start to give feedback on choosing who should move up the ladder, what are leadership qualities that you look for? So... Again, the so it's not again. It's it's someone who has the ability to um, build and maintain relationships. That is so important because if you are not able to do that, um, you can't be successful. Yes. You know, no no one person um, accomplishes goals by themselves. Right. I mean, Anything. it's just yes. it's not possible. You know, the other thing is again, I'm going back to that inclusive leadership. Um, that is important. Are you able to speak, relate, inspire people regardless of background? That is, again, so important. And perhaps um, becoming even more so every day. Right? It is. And so for me, I will say what keeps me up is at night is when people separate the two. Because if you're a good leader, inclusion is a part of that. You can't say yes. I'm a good leader and then my side job is working on diversity and inclusion. It's yes. all part of that. And so you know, it's it's incorporating it into all aspects of, of what you do and how you show up every every day. Yeah. And uh, I would say, you know, also inviting people to give you feedback. I think that's been invaluable. And so um, whether it's your direct report, and it's interesting today, I just gave um, one of my de- direct reports um, her annual Um, review. Yes. And um, one of the questions I always say is, you know, once we've talked about, you know, their development, it's always, okay, so now tell me what I can do better as a leader. 
And I find nice that is important. Humbling. So, yeah, I, I try to do my own informal version of a 360. So I'll yes. ask peers, you know, tell me, what did you think of what I presented today? And yes. just give people the permission to be honest with you. I think that goes mm -hmm. a long way. Right. Yeah. Um, what else? Because le leadership is a many splendored thing. It right? is. You also have to be open to feedback. Um, feedback mm -hmm. is critical. So being open, because once you get the information, right. you have to now act on it and you need to do something with it. So you need to yeah. embrace it and figure out a way to make change. Um, the other piece is also your ability to give feedback. And that's something that a lot of leaders are just not comfortable with. And when you Good ask point. people for fee, you know, when you give feedback, it's got, it has to be specific. You know, right. you need to give people examples because yes. too often it's so vague and then you find yourself getting the same feedback um, year after year after year <laughs> right. and wondering why, why, and how, why? Come, how come I can't make this a change? Really good point. Why am yes. I not landing this? Because it's not specific and yes. you don't really know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I would say that's another um, important element. Yes. Okay. Um, what on your journey to, to the, um, to the C-suite, let's say, what on your journey has really stood out, and there's probably more than one moment, but stood out for you as a fork in the road or pivotal moment? Hmm. Well, I'm not in the, I'm, I'm in the C-suite yet. Yes. <laughs> but <laughs> I do have my sights set correction. on that. Good, um, good. Thank you for that correction. A fork in the road. Mm hmm. hmm. Moment. And it doesn't have to be one, because that mm -hmm. might be hard, but one of. Mm -hmm. So, hmm. Oh, this is a tough one. I am. <laughs> interesting. I right? am stumped on this one. So. If you think about it as pivotal, mm -hmm. maybe a point at which if I had not done this, mm. I could see where things would have gone differently. Or if I had taken this road. Okay. Or because I took this road, I could see how it... Okay. Um, that helps. Okay. So then I would probably say I've probably had quite a few forks in the road. Okay. Um, when I think about my career. So um, there have been a lot of moments where I've been tapped for roles. I didn't yes. necessarily seek them out. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think being flexible has always been my mm -hmm. sort of pivotal moment because coming in to the industry, you know, originally I said, oh, I want to be a buyer and yes. that that's it. And then, mm -hmm. you know, I want to be a management and that's it. Right. And then it was always being open to taking on different roles and stretch assignments where I received exposure in other areas. Had I said no, or I only mm -hmm. want to do this, right. then I would have limited myself and I would not have found my passion, which right. really is in this space of, you know, corporate social responsibility and mm -hmm. diversity and inclusion yes. um, in HR. And yes. so I would not have, I, I just would you not have, have found that path. There. Yes. I just wouldn't have. Yeah. Which brings me to, you know, you, so what about the fear? You know, because you have that idea of, well, hmm, should I go into this new mm -hmm. territory? Am I ready for this? And we as women in particular, how do we deal with this fear? So how have you dealt with it? And what's your, your best advice? So fear. 
you know, listen, fear is is a real thing. And um, I appreciate you asking the question because I don't think we talk about it enough. It's it's yeah. this secret thing that we keep inside. Right. And even though a lot of us are experiencing it, um, I think if we talked about it a little bit more, I think mm -hmm. we'd be able to face into it. Yes. And so for me, I do try to talk about it. And when I have that moment, you, you know how it shows up, you know, you mm -hmm. kind of tense up or you say, ooh, why am I hesitant? Right. And so when that happens, I try to pause and say, why mm -hmm. am I feeling this way? So I have to acknowledge what it is. Right. So then I know how to tackle it. I also am fortunate, you know, that's where your good girlfriends come in, mm -hmm. right? Yes. And, and having people who can be honest with you and just being real saying, here's what I'm feeling. Yes. <laughs> Here's yeah. what I'm feeling. And then honestly, you know, I know this isn't a show about religion, but mm -hmm. my faith is important, too. And yeah. sometimes it's important to, right. you know, whether it's pray, meditate and be still with it yes. and just give yourself a moment. Yes. And it will reveal. Yes. But it. it is a show about how we can realize our dreams and mm -hmm. our, our best selves, particularly in the career arena. So this is extremely relevant, mm -hmm. to, you know, because you're saying this is how you do it. I'm sure for many people, their religion, their spirituality can be something that they lean on. Too. Yeah. Yeah. It gets me through every day. Um, yeah. I wake up every morning and I start with gratitude and I just say, you know, thank you. Thank you for thank another you. day. Thank you for health and strength. Um, and that's how I try to start yeah. my day, just giving thanks. Studies have said <laughs> that if we say thank you more often, those two words, that our brain waves change, our sense of confidence, our sense of satisfaction mm -hmm. changes um, for the better. Just saying those two words. Mm. So interesting. Right? So thank you, Constance. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> thank you, Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, when we when we think about the ranks of corporate America, we certainly have a history of thinking about because it's a reality of men being mm -hmm. in those roles, um, not exclusively anymore, but certainly in greater numbers than women who make up say half of the population, and certainly in greater numbers than um, black people and LBGTQ people and and so on. So how does that impact people who women who are going into and black people and black women going into these arenas every day um, to be gladiators? <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, Constance, you're getting deep. Yes, <laughs> deep, deep show. <laughs> so how do those, I just want to make sure I understand. Yes. So how do... Um, how does that impact you or other mm -hmm. people who might be your colleagues? They may be senior to you. They may be reports to you. Mm -hmm. And they are women. And they are people of color, mm -hmm. for example. How is going into um, the workplace across corporate America... Um, that is less diverse than mm -hmm. the population, less diverse than it should be. How does that impact? And I'm thinking of two mm -hmm. levels. Productivity, mm -hmm. let's boil down everything about being a worker to that measure. And how does it impact profitability for the business, in your view? So um, <laughs> it's interesting because, again, when you think of 
when you think of studies, it shows that it, mm -hmm. it does impact the bottom line. So um, it can show up in a few different ways. One is through covering. Mm -hmm. And so if you are, you know, covering, then that means you're not willing to reveal certain things about yourself, right, mm -hmm. as you come to work. So when you mm -hmm. walk through that door, mm -hmm. you're checking things that mm. may be very important to you in terms of how you show up. Right. So that's one job. And so now you have to work another job because right. you now have to do what the corporation is paying you to do. Yes. You can't work two full-time <laughs> jobs. It's going to be very difficult. And so, yes, to your point, that will impact productivity mm -hmm. and that will impact the bottom line and not to mention the price of innovation. Right. Um, because you're not necessarily, you know, bringing your, your, again, I do struggle and I know it's controversial with the term bringing your full self to work. I mm -hmm. think you bring as much of yourself that you feel comfortable and that's important to you. Mm -hmm. I don't think it should be defined by anybody else but you. Okay. And you're saying, tell me a little more about what you found being in this area, um, about the impact yeah, it, it, there so is, you mentioned the, the covering, which yeah. is very interesting. So there is, and there's a price tag to mm -hmm. that. Um, and again, the price tag to, you know, innovation, collaboration, uh, it, it, it doesn't, you miss out. Right. You really do. You miss out. And then also, you know, I, I think the most obvious is, you know, it's then hiring for diversity, but then rewarding conformity. So uh, yes. you, you're not getting the benefits there. Yes. When you um, come to work yourself as a woman and you're dealing mm -hmm. with, you yourself are dealing with diversity and you're also charged with creating <laughs> diversity or maintaining diversity, how do those two things mesh? So, you know, I, I do show up. <laughs> Yeah. That's who I am, you know, every, every day. And, yeah. um, it has, it has made me, you know, quote unquote successful. Mm -hmm. And again, it goes back, you know, if I'm in the room, um, I, I really can't hide the fact that I'm a black <laughs> woman, right? Right, You cannot. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a fact it's, it's, it's real. And, you know, in terms of my role, yes, I do bring all those pieces to it, right? I bring my experiences. Mm -hmm. um, I think it helps me. I think it does. Mm -hmm. um, so when you talk about what's your superpower, I think that ends up being one because, mm -hmm. you know, my passion um, and drive for wanting an inclusive culture, um, I, I draw upon the times that I haven't, that I didn't fit in. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I also, you know, use it to sort of, you know, I don't want to say storytell, but I think inviting people in to have a conversation around it to also heighten awareness. And right. I, I think that really helps because I think we assume that people understand, but they yes. don't. And so I think it's really important to create an environment where you can share pieces of yourself. Right. Um, and people can really understand what that really means. And so, yeah, you can be in a meeting where, you know, it may, you know, it you may be the only person of color mm -hmm. or there might be few people. Um, but I think it's, you know, 
I lost my train of thought. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Because <laughs> I'm ready for you with, yeah. I wanted to ask you with another question is when, if you're a, a younger woman, start mm-hmm. there, and you are, say, African-American or you're Latina, and you're looking to either enter, start the early stages of your career in any case, whether you're just entering or you've been in there, say, two or three years what should you're ambitious mm-hmm. given what should you be thinking about in terms in those first few years whether five years 10 at most what you sh- what should you be thinking about in terms of progress in your career and moving forward so in terms of what progression should look like for you or what you yes. should be focused on or both okay okay so it's interesting. I, when you're just starting out, I think it's really important to, you know, really learn, mm-hmm. you know, be open to learning and, you know, understand the discipline, you know, understand that when you first start out, you know, the role that you're in mm-hmm. may have a lot of administrative components to it, right? It may not be glamorous. <laughs> yes, let's call I think, it. Yeah, I mean, maybe it drudgery. Is, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But it's really important, and I think um, what you need to do is understand why you're doing something, because you know you may work for someone who may not take the time to explain what you're doing as being part of something bigger. Yes. But I think when we know we're part of something bigger, we tend to embrace whatever that assignment is a little bit more. Um, so it feels less like okay, I'm t- just typing into a spreadsheet, or you right. know. Or I'm cleaning out uh, a, a, a styling closet, right? But but it's work that needs to be done, and you have to, you know, have the same excitement, energy, and positive attitude around that as you would a more glamorous or sexy task or something that you're just more interested in. Right. And I think that is something that is really, really important. Um, and again, the attitude, you know, you have to show up with a positive attitude. With a positive attitude. You, you really do. Yes. There's a, a wonderful um, little adage that's told. I've read it in a few different places. and You might be familiar with it, where they talk about you know, the bricklayer. Mm -hmm. Right. And the bricklayer who says, you know, someone comes along and says, what are you doing? And the bricklayer says, I'm laying bricks. (laughs) And then the other bricklayer says, you know, the person goes on and then the other bricklayer who they come upon and they say, what are you doing? And they said, I'm building a wall. And then the other person they come upon, the other bricklayer says, I'm building a cathedral. And then finally, there is a fourth or this fifth bricklayer and that person is asked what are you doing and they say something like you know I am building this building so people can have a safe place to go to and commune together Mm -hmm. and have fun you know it's it's told in a few different ways and but the point is well made what you're saying about those two points that you made it brings them together well which is the drudgery has Mm -hmm. a bigger purpose and the attitude really informs how you will approach that drudgery. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. So those so those two things I think are really interesting and important for people um, early in their career. Um, let's say what else? Let's think about one more point that you think would be good for younger people to know. And, you know, I would say curiosity. You know, be, be curious. Um, that will lead you 
um, in a lot of different directions and, and down a lot of different paths. Um, you'll discover the things that you like, you get to know yourself, but it also opens um, doors. So yes, again, your role might be X, but if you're curious and you look across the aisle and you see someone doing something in your office, it's okay, ask what they're working on. Right. You, you know, again, show that curiosity, but with that curiosity, also be willing to maybe roll up your sleeves and jump in, um, you know, as, as well. Yes. That's mm -hmm. really, I, I, I think it's really mm -hmm. important. And what about if you are, say, African-American, Latina, and we know that for some, there's a harder adjustment to mm -hmm. make early on um, in the careers. For others, you know, it may be a little easier. For, how, how can you advise them? How can they make that adjustment and, and therefore not derail their own careers to like sort of stay the course till things get better? Yeah. So I, I would say the other things that we discuss still apply and, you know, find someone who, you know, is in the organization. And, you know, I think everybody needs, whether it's a coach, whatever you want to call it, a coach, mm -hmm. a mentor. Um, but you also have to make sure that you do it, um, that you're also a star, as seen as a star, right? Mm -hmm. Because um, it was interesting uh, so someone said, you know, mentors, you won't find a mentor when you're suffering. Oh, right. <laughs> so you want to make sure, that, you know, they choose stars. And yes. so um, shout out. Stephanie Rule said that. And oh, I have to give yes. her a shout out on that. Um, I'll never forget that because mm -hmm. it, it's so true, because so many so often people wait until they're suffering. Right. right. And they're, they're not, yeah, I'm, I'm not, you're not doing well. And, and mm -hmm. you know what, that's a tough time to do it. So that's you want to be proactive. Yeah. You want to be proactive. Start early. Start, be proactive. Start early to find that mentor. Don't wait till you are suffering as you put it. <laughs> I never thought of it that way because yeah, you really do want that help. I, I've seen that happen on both sides of the fence. Like, okay, now it's, and so when I was younger and where I've you know, experienced that myself and where I've seen mm -hmm. others I'm in that situation too. Oh, now let me go to the senior person who's a woman or the mm -hmm. senior person who I used to, you know, pass in the hallway um, who's a black man and, mm -hmm. you know, Latina woman who's the vice president and ask her now because I'm in this big um I'm in a big problem. It's like a big mess. Like, yeah. But find that person ahead Absolutely. of time. So that's really yes. good advice. And also offer up something because usually mm -hmm. it's take, take, take. Yes. But there's something you can also offer them as well. Yes. Right. Which I think might be easier for this present younger generation to, to understand. So here's one of the good mm -hmm. sides of that mm -hmm. than it was for older generations. Like, I have something to offer. Like, I'm like, <laughs> So um, moving up the ladder, you've gotten past those, you know, first few years and you're now mid-level and you're going into even career maturity mm -hmm. and you're a woman or you're a woman of color. Um, you know, you might be a lesbian woman. You're, mm -hmm. you're not in, you know, the white male profile. So your challenges are, are both similar and different from your white male counterpart. What are some of the tools that you've used to thrive where you are now? And what are some of the guidance that you've given and can give us? So 
I go back to the relationships I've built along the way. Mm -hmm. um, those have really served me well. And, you know, embracing every assignment that, that I've had. And again, then you have people who are sort of your PR people, right? So they mm -hmm. can speak for you. You don't have to <laughs> yes. necessarily speak for yourself. And they can vouch, you know, for you. They can vouch for your work. Um, and also at that point, your peer relationships become very important too. And people are very quick to figure out how to manage up, but mm -hmm. they forget to, you know, manage um, also across Sideways, the aisle. Yes. And, and that is really important. So, you know, what, what do your peers have to say about you? Are you a peer who um, they can rely on? You know, again, right. you start working on more group projects. You know, how did you step up in that group project? Right. What did you bring to it? And, you know, how do you create um, a relationship with your peers where, you know, you all invite constructive candor with yes. each other and you also push each other? Mm-hmm. Is it, you know, one of the traditional tropes used to be that you should try and cross functionalities mm -hmm. and change. Is that still something that's advocated? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's so important. Uh, you know, today, I just don't, from where I sit, I don't see too many roles where you just get to do one thing. Yes. <laughs> you really don't. <laughs> and even if you get to do one thing, you're doing it across, whether it's many, dis, you know, disciplines or... Um, it may also be global, but no one really right. just gets to work on one thing. <laughs> it just doesn't exist. Certainly the age of multitasking. <laughs> like, this is great. I, You've given us so many tips um, in these areas, but I cannot let you go without touching on and speaking a bit about personal presentation. And you're so stylish, and you've really developed for yourself a great signature style which I think is really consistent and wonderful in terms of showing up as an executive woman. Now, for yourself, how did you do that? And what do you see happening that you can sort of speak on when you look at your peers, but particularly also um, women who, who are your peers and where you could give them tips and advice for our listeners, and also those who are in junior, more junior roles mm -hmm. at the moment, but of course are ambitious and are looking to move up over the next several years. Well, well, thank you. You're very kind. Uh, Kindness has <laughs> nothing to do with it, as someone said. I don't know. Was that Mae West or something else? You know, I, I, I really think I keep it pretty simple. It, yes. It's classic with an edge. That's how I yes. would describe it. Yeah. So Today really... you're wearing, because our listeners can't see you, oh, but you're okay. wearing a fabulous tailored black leather jacket, and it's cut similarly to a blazer. It's double-breasted. And then with it, you're wearing, let's see, I have to look, like a, a stretch, just a black... yeah, stretch, yeah. black stretch pants and suede pointy toe stiletto heel boots <laughs> and, and great hoop earrings. And then you have this wonderful hairstyle. So, so go ahead. But yeah, I, but again, if you look at each piece, it's pretty classic. Yes. Um, I just try to put it together in a way that's a little edgy, but comfort is, is key to me um, or for me, sorry, is key for me. Mm -hmm. And I buy things I love and I know will last the and stand the test of time. Right. Um, I express myself through my shoes primarily, mm -hmm. but again, I, I, again, it's classic with, with an edge. Yes, you're not, you're not like wearing crazy shoes, like a, an yeah. open toe um, sequin 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I do have those moments, but Lace again, it's still, but it'll, it'll be, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I, I would say also, you know, figure out, I think a lot of times people try to emulate other people. Right. And so think about what it means for you. What do you feel most confident in, confident in? What do you feel comfortable in? Because that's important. You don't ever want to be at work or in a meeting where you're constantly pushing and trying to pull the skirt down. And, right. you, you know, it, you're, yeah. you're not going to be comfortable. You're yes. not. And, you know, I think you also want to be ready for anything because, mm -hmm. it, A, it's New York City. You're in the industry. Right. And I always say. But you could be anywhere you could be, in the country. Absolutely. We're, you know, absolutely. We're heard all of the country. Absolutely. And I know that we have all moved to a more casual workplace. So you mm -hmm. have to also figure out what that means for you. Um, I just know I, I do it. I do wear denim to mm -hmm. work. But also I never do it without a blazer or a great blouse. And um, did I really just say blouse? Okay. Yes, you did. That's I did okay. Not. Top. <laughs> okay, but you did mean blouse. But then top could okay. be blouse. Okay, sure. I think blouse is descriptive. Okay, and totally appropriate. Um, so, but again, I always think about okay. So, if I had to suddenly run to my CEO's office, which is yes. real and it does happen, right? Would I be okay with that? Yes. And you know, I've seen people miss out on opportunities because suddenly a ticket becomes available for mm, something, or right. there's a meeting you can jump in on. Would you be comfortable yeah. just going as you are? So could you could you deal with that by having the stash in the drawer or something like that? Which Well, it's always good to have a blazer um, if you don't mm -hmm. wear one. Um, mm -hmm. But again, think about the, the rest of what you wear. And I know we live in a time where it's also controversial, right? I should mm -hmm. be able to be me and show up and right. wear whatever. And just think about it. It's your personal brand. And what do you want that to say about you? And I think you right. go from there. So does Bloomingdale's have dress guidelines? We do. For employees? Okay. So what are some of those guidelines? Because then I'm thinking about when people don't show up, you know, ready mm -hmm. <laughs> for work or don't look like they're ready for work. And I'm thinking about when you're looking at the whole person as being ready for promotion mm -hmm. or a star in the making and what what does what you wear, you know, say about them? Like, what are some of their, are there any issues that you see that repeat themselves a lot? So again, we, I mean, there is a style guide. Um, you don't necessarily hear that someone's not getting promoted because, mm -hmm. you know, they didn't follow a style guide. I mean, right. That you course. don't typically hear. Yes. Or don't hear. Um, I would, I would say it's more for the individual so, you know, you dress for the role you want, right? Not the one you mm -hmm. have. And so you think about, you know, do I want people to focus on my work or do I want them to focus on what I'm wearing? And mm -hmm. I think that's another question you just have to ask yourself. Yeah. Um, because, again, if you're talking about promo a promotion, what you wear shouldn't really be a factor, right? They mm -hmm. should really be focusing on your contributions, um, how you have, um, you know, your leadership qualities, mm -hmm. um, but it's a factor. Right. What do you want that conversation yeah. to be when you're not in the room? And what are what are just a couple of those things that you've seen, but they're not the right thing? Because truly, some people may not know. Mm -hmm. So, like I've been, I've worked with, and this is coming from a place of, but you've seen a lot more than I have, I believe, because. Um, 
because of where you work and what you're out doing, you know, but people who show up in a totally beautiful dress, let's say, but it just looks more like something you would wear to the disco in terms of how, <laughs> no, really like in how it's designed, right? Uh-huh. Do you get those things? Where, oh, you see, like oh, people you, don't you do, know. no, you see, you see that, you see that. And um, mm-hmm. again, do you want someone to say, oh, Constance wore a disco dress to work today? Or do you want them to say, Constance knocked that presentation out of the park? Right. Yeah. I want them what? to say both, to oh, be perfectly honest. Snaps. <laughs> Let's say you're that person. <laughs> and then someone has to pull you aside and say you're you're detracting from yes. your presentation. Okay. Yes. Um, I don't want us to leave here without talking about your philanthropic efforts. Mm-hmm. I know you're really hard worker at that. I admire it tremendously. And so tell us a little bit about, you are co-president of BRAG, and BRAG stands for Black Retail Action Group. Tell us a little bit about it, and we'll be able to go out on that high note. Sure, sure. So um, BRAG is an organization that's dedicated to um, promoting the full participation of people of color in retail and fashion. So we uh, have a summer internship program and we uh, also have our annual scholarship and awards gala. So we really focus on, you know, how do we get or provide exposure for people of color? And then also with the scholarship, it's also providing them with the resources and tools to complete their education um, and stay in the industry. Um, so, and I am also a former Bragg intern. Oh, wonderful. Yes. And you, and Bragg serves, you look for specifically um, trying to smooth the careers and help the entrance, if you will, for people who are African-American, who are Latino, who are, what other groups? You Asian. Asian, yes. Yeah, so it's for um, all people of color. Um, okay. The roots, um, as you know, started yes. with African-American and Black, and mm-hmm. um, we have expanded to other underrepresented groups in, yes. um, in Native retail. American. Yeah, in yes. retail and fashion. Yes, it's a wonderful group, and I know of what I speak because, full disclosure, I'm on the advisory board of Bragg. <laughs> And it's just an incredible organization. Nicole, thank you so much. Thank for, you. You're welcome for all your work with Bra- Bragg and also all, all that you've shared with us today. It's been really informative. And you can hear more of this and put Nicole on repeat <laughs> by going to How to Slay and downloading or subscribing to the show at Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, or Spotify. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Aloha, mamá. ¿Dónde andas? <laughs> Seguro de compras. Tengo mucho que contarte. Hawaii es increíble. He estado de un lado a otro comunidad. Todos son súper talentosos. Ya reparamos otro helicóptero Blackhawk y oficialmente formamos nuestro equipo de fútbol. Para la próxima, te cuento cómo voy con el surf y me cuentas qué te pareció el podcast que te compartí. ¿Ok? Te quiero mucho. Be all you can be. 
visitando goarmy.com diagonal español. Boost Mobile tiene una gran oferta para que aproveches tu reembolso de impuestos al máximo y te mantengas conectado. Al cambiarte a Boost, recibe un 50% de descuento en tu primer mes de datos ilimitados. O, con un plan ilimitado de 40 dólares, llévate un Samsung Galaxy A15 5G por $39.99. Obtén los mejores teléfonos en las redes 5G más grandes del país. Con Boost Mobile, cambiarse es fácil. Solo visita BoostMobile.com. Boost Mobile, sin miedo al éxito. Para clientes nuevos y solamente en línea, requiere Arupay. 50% de descuento en el primer mes requiere un plan de 25 dólares al mes. Aplican otras restricciones. Visita Boost Mobile. Este abril te invitamos a nuestra feria virtual Univisión Contigo rumbo a la universidad. Conéctate virtualmente con representantes de colegios y universidades en la costa este. Desde Nueva York a Florida, aprende sobre ayuda financiera, becas y otros recursos para continuar tu educación. Regístrate para asistir y para la oportunidad de ganar una tableta. Te esperamos en Univisión Contigo rumbo a la universidad del 3 al 9 de abril. Regístrate ya en univision.com diagonal universidad. 